Our second scripture reading today comes to us from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23. St. Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus, to people he knew and loved. Listen to this passage, which is almost like a prayer or blessing for them. He says, I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason I do not, give, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may perceive what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So good morning once again, and happy Mother's Day uh, to you all, and um, hi to those online worshiping with us on Facebook Live or YouTube or listening to this sermon podcast later in the week. Earlier today, we sang these words in our song, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, I want to see you. And the words from the song come from this scripture passage that we just read from Ephesians. This is where those words come from. It's Paul's letter to, to, the, to the church in Ephesus, and this is his desire and prayer for them who, his, who are his friends, that their spiritual eyes would be opened. That's his prayer, that their spiritual eyes would be opened, that their hearts and minds would be shaped by the Spirit of God so that they could really see who God is. They could really know the blessing that God has. They could really figure out how to live with the people who are around them. I suspect that many of us come to worship today with these same hopes in our hearts, to get to know or see God better, and then to find out how to live with those around us. But we don't always do that very well, if we're honest with ourselves. Mark Twain, the great American writer from a previous century, he once said this, when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant, I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much the old man had learned in seven years. Have you heard that before? Maybe you've had this experience, you know, where your physical eyes are open, you see somebody, but your spiritual eyes, your inner sense of who they are, it isn't really clear. We don't see clearly, even though we think we do. That's what happened with Mark Twain and his dad, and that's what happens with us sometimes. Paul is writing to the Ephesians, but he might as well have been speaking to us. He says, I have heard about your faith in Jesus, and I know your love for the saints, so I'm praying for you. Isn't that a great message from Pastor Paul? <laughs> you know, I'm praying for you, I know about your faith, I'm encouraging you. Then he goes on, and this is his desire, this is his prayer, that God would give us a spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge, so the eyes of our hearts would be open, and that we can see the hope that is really there. He's saying, you have faith, you have love, you have shown up to church on Mother's Day Sunday. Good job to all of you. 
Then he's encouraging them and saying, with this good start, God will continue to be at work in your lives through God's Spirit so that you can grow up with wisdom and revelation. Revelation, this word here, it's, it really means like um, seeing the real, what is really real. Seeing what is really real. It comes from an image. The, uh, the image comes from a, a curtain on a stage. And once the curtain is pulled back or lifted up, you can see what's really going on behind it. Paul wants us to have a better sense in our, with our spiritual eyes open of what's really going on not only in the world around us, not only in our relationships with others, but also with our relationship with God. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. But the problem is that our, our, our spiritual eyes are often cloudy or unclear or closed or confused. You know, we, we have a hard time actually seeing things clearly in other people's lives. Somebody once said the problem with judging others is that we do such a bad job at it. You know, we're so bad at judging others, we get it wrong so often. It's easy to see somebody on the outside just as they present themselves and say, aha, this is what this person is all about. I can see them. I see them. But often we really miss what is going on behind it. We only see a partial view of what's happening behind the curtain of the people we meet. And so this is my first point with you today. It's about how we interact with the people in our lives, with the people we meet. I want to invite you to seek to see the best in the people you meet. I want to invite you to seek to see the best in the people you meet. Rather than starting off believing the worst about somebody, seek to see the best. Focus on that. I think that's probably what a good mother tries to do with their kids. Mother's Day. Here's a little mom content for you. Probably what a good mother tries to do with her kids to see the best in them. See them for who they are, who they might be, and the best that is yet to come. In Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 13, the famous love chapter, he writes this, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Mothers can be like that for their kids. No one's perfect, but believing the best in somebody is a gift to them. I wonder who's looked at you and seen the best of you. If you ever had an experience where someone looked at you and saw the worst in you, how that felt? How was that relationship over time? When we look with eyes of love and see the best in somebody, we're on the right track. But you know what? You don't have to be a mom to do that. Good news for the rest of us. Um, there's a Roman Catholic priest. His name is Gregory Boyle, and some of you have heard of him. He's the founder of Homeboy Industries, which is in Los Angeles. This is the world's largest gang intervention and rehabilitation program. And Father Greg tries to see people for who they are past their worst moment in life. He wants to see them as God sees them. So he's talking about seeing them with spiritual insight. This is what um, Father Greg says in, his, in one of his books. He says, close both eyes. See with the other one. This is a spiritual eye. Then we are no longer saddled by the burden of our persistent judgments, our ceaseless withholding, our constant exclusion. Our sphere has widened, and we find ourselves quite unexpectedly in a new, expansive location, in a place of endless acceptance and infinite love. So he's talking about people, and, and the, his ministry is with people whose lives have gone off the rails in pretty major ways. 
They've been involved in the gang life and all that comes with it. And so the work he's trying to do is to help them change their lives to see themselves differently and to help others start to see them in a new way as well. He wants us to recover being seen the way God sees us. God sees us the way a parent sees their child. God sees the best in us rather than the worst, and I suspect that this week you will have a moment, a chance, an opportunity to put this into practice, to try this out. You're going to encounter something where you say, hmm, I could really kind of assume the worst here about this person, but I'm going to try this practice. I don't know if it'll be with a former gang member. Probably not. Maybe it'll be with your own family member. Probably. Maybe somebody at school, at work, at church, driving around on these crazy roads. But my first word to you today is to seek to see the best in others rather than the worst as a starting point. I have a classmate from seminary um, long ago who um, recently gave the invocation, the opening prayer at the um, graduation ceremony of Ohio State University, which is her alma mater. So, University of Michigan people, believe the best about this Ohio State person, please. (laughs) She was there, as you can see in this picture, she's there uh, as an honored guest. She's a pastor in that community in Columbus, Ohio. She graduated from Ohio State. She, She graduated from Princeton Seminary. But before all that, she was a 15-year-old girl who was pregnant. And that's a way of saying it was unexpected. And she had believed about herself that she had just ruined her life and that she had no future whatsoever. And she had no business having dreams for a better life. And looking back now, this friend of mine, looking back at that scared 15-year-old girl, she said that she wanted to tell her 15-year-old self, you're more than your present circumstances would show. There's more to you than your circumstance at this moment. I see so much in you and your life ahead that you can't see for yourself yet. And that's how God sees us. Especially in times of hurt or harm, God sees the best in us even before it's fully there, fully true, fully revealed. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. I want you to see me, and I want to see myself more clearly. So one of the ways that we grow up in our, with our spiritual eyes opening is in how we see other people, how we look out and see others. It's also how we see ourselves, how we perceive ourselves, as we grow to see ourselves more like God sees us. You know, the way a mother loves a child, the way Father Greg sees former gang members, the way this woman in Ohio sees her 15-year-old self. It's a gift from God to have others in our lives who see us and see the best in us. As a church, we have a gift from God and it's being a part of a spiritual community. We have a gift from God. It's being a part of a family of faith where others can see us and maybe see the best in us and maybe see things in us we didn't see in ourselves help us to grow up in our lives. We have spiritual mothers and fathers in our midst. 
And if you take a look around, just look around to your left and your right and up in the front and up in the back and the balcony, you will see some of the spiritual mothers and fathers of our church. Paul says the same resurrection power, the same resurrection power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead, this same power is now at work in us in the church. That's a huge claim. The resurrection power that like literally raised Jesus from the dead is now at work in us. That's what Paul is saying. It's not for somebody just long ago. It's not just for Jesus, but we participate in it. We receive it. We get it. But how do we get it? How do we access it? How do we know about it? It's when we have people in our lives who tell us the story of Jesus, people who will listen to us or pray with us, We need people who will invite us in and make sure we feel like we belong. We need people who will forgive us and bless us and teach us. God's resurrection power is activated through relationships of care, and that can happen in a church family. When my son Theo was born, a friend of ours from the church, who many of you will know, her name is Jean Caselli, she gave us a gift. And it was a needlepoint sign to put up by his bed. I'll show it to you. It has his name and his birthday on it. And then there's this line from the Proverbs from the King James Version, which says this, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so this hangs on the bed, or on the wall next to my son's bed. And to me, this, this sign could have said a lot of things in needlepoint. But with my spiritual eyes open, I can see what it really says. It really says, I love you. I love you enough to tell you the good news of Jesus. I love you enough to be a spiritual mother to you in your church. You don't even know my name yet, but you will. I love you enough to walk alongside you as you grow. So I'll tell you the truth on this Mother's Day Sunday, full of beauty and hope something that every mother here knows, and probably most of the rest of us know as well. Sometimes life doesn't turn out the way that we had hoped. Sometimes life doesn't go the way we had hoped. The ones we love make choices that make us crazy. Things happen that we wish we could change or fix or make all better, but sometimes we can't. And yet, and yet, and yet, The persistent power of the love of God is still at work. And God's resurrection power is activated in us in relationships of care. And so I want to encourage you today not to let your spiritual eyes, your inner self, your spiritual eyes be dimmed by the harsh realities of this world or the hurts along the way or any broken relationship. But instead, with the eyes of your heart, may they be open so that you can perceive again, see again for yourself and know the hope that is here in Christ Jesus for you. That God's spirit of wisdom and knowledge and truth would come to you. And as you receive it, you would give it. And in giving, that you would receive. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord. Open the eyes of our hearts. We want to see you. Amen.